Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. Okay. Hey, Vet Church, how y'all doing? So tonight we have, for me, an incredibly important um, interview because Sarah and Monroe are my neighbors. And when I was struggling, y'all know the story about me trying to get off the couch, taking too much medication. Um, this man right here was was instrumental in seeing value in me and asked me to do something creatively. First time anybody asked me to do anything creatively since I've been in the Army as a chaplain. And, um, and, you, and you probably don't even know that, but it was, I, you know, I was telling Sarah earlier. Yeah. That was the first time anybody ever asked me to do anything. Mm. You, you said stuff to me every day as you were walking around the neighborhood, and I would walk around. And, um, and, it, and it gave me a shot of self-worth. And the other thing that's really cool about it is next week, I performed the first wedding that I've done since I was in the Army. Mm. And um, the cool thing is y'all been married 44 years and they're both veterans. This is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, and so, I mean, like, there's some holiness here. Mm. You know, well, like, yeah, to, to, to find the idea of, you know, like, cause so many people in our tribe get divorced. Mm-hmm. And that, that was one of I was hurt, you know. And so I was like, I told Kate, I said, I'm never marrying anybody else. I don't care. And then my buddy that I was in Afghanistan would call me up and say, Can you still do this? And you know, I'm like, Yeah, I can. And then and like, you know, six or eight months later, he called me up and said, I want you to do it. Oh, okay. and so it, it changed a little bit from can I? Yes. I did say that I do believe marriage is important. I mean, Kate and I'll be 20. 20 years old, I'm saying. Big time. <laughs> and, um, but 44 years. Yes. And you're both veterans. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not like the spouse. Mm-hmm. You're both spouses. Yeah. And you're both veterans. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're both in uniform. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it was. So, so like, Let's dig right into the story okay. part. So what do you want to talk about? What do y'all want to... I mean, like, it's all, you know, it's all informal. That's what Vet Church is yeah. about. We'll talk about anything. Yeah, it doesn't okay. Open. So where'd y'all grow up from? And, and how did you wind up in the military? And what service and all that stuff? Okay. Well, let me tell mine first because she had, she had kind of like a different one than what I have. Not too much. But Are you trying to sound long-winded? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I never said that. But we're from Monroe, Louisiana. We're both born in Monroe, Louisiana, and live just around a block from each other. No more maybe three or four blocks. But how we met, it was on like a blind date. It was one of our friends, uh, girlfriends, that did it. And uh, we were only 13 at the time, 13, 14. Of course, we met at a little party, and, uh, and she pointed her out to me, and we met, and we talked a little bit, and that's how we, we met. It was on a blind date and uh, so about five years later uh, to jump the story about five years later we, we uh, decided to get married only after I went in the Air Force first and so what I did was uh, I had some funding acquired right right right, right, right. <laughs> so we went in the I went in the Air Force and uh, at 18 directly out of high school and uh, of course she was at home and uh, uh, so when I went into the military uh, she didn't know I had left yeah, so she said, 
Because he just left this box of stuff, you know, like when somebody gets killed in action and you get their little dog chain, whatever. So it was a Sunday afternoon and my sister goes, uh, Myra left this box. He says he's gone to the Air Force. And I go, what? That I kept thinking it. it was something crazy. Mm. I couldn't well, believe that it. That is kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sarah, it is kind of crazy. It was. I was so, so angry. Were y'all engaged? Pretty much. Pretty much kind of, yeah. So you knew that this mm. is it. And right. Yeah. So well, you know, but the, but the strange thing about the whole relationship, uh, when we did what I did, we were 16 when we kind of really got really kind of serious with that. Of course, we had no playtime. You know, like most people would have six, seven, ten years when yeah. we had that. And uh, But I, this is the honest truth. This What happened was that I prayed one night because I said, because we had gotten together, we were pretty good, you know, doing everything. And I just said a, a little prayer, Lord. I said, well, this be one, Lord. Just let it be right. And that was it. I said nothing else in the prayer. And God answered that prayer. Sure. And so uh, uh, that's what I'm so happy about. And I'm, this is my best friend. Not only my wife, this is my best friend. I talk to talk her pretty much about any and everything. And uh, she listened and I listened to her. Uh, but uh, but that's how we that's how we end up kind of getting together and making some long story short. But we, that's how we got together through the military. Well, not through the military, but after high school, I went in the military. I, she found out I was going through the military. Her twin sister, which was also in the Air Force, is a vet too as well. Her twin sister, and so <laughs> yeah, so, and so after we did that, then uh, I went through uh, basic training. I went through uh, uh, school, and then once I graduated from that, then uh, in September we uh, got married. September twenty. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. You yeah, her birthday, September 11th. We got married. September 9th. September 9th. September 9th. <laughs> <laughs> September the 9th. Don't do this, folks. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna mess it up. Well, you know, you guys out there know how we are with dates and oh, stuff. Right? So, but anyway, but it was September the 9th that we got married, 1973, and we got married. And uh, and, and she's been my only one, been my sweetheart from that day forward. I thought 1973. I was two years old. Yeah, two years old. Oh. I'm going to here. <laughs> yeah. And that's the story. And that's it. That's basically it. That's his story. Yeah. So, so she, what's your story? She had to tell her story. It's, it is similar. We did meet through a mutual friend. And when I first saw him, I said, is that him? She go, yeah. I said, okay, cool. Because we both were wearing glasses. So it's going to be okay. Uh, yeah. So we went through high school together. And, and that whole thing happened with him disappearing to the Air Force. Uh, it took a minute to get through that. And so while he's in basic training, he sends this letter saying, will you marry me? It's like, Aww. I'm just going to ignore him. <laughs> Until, yeah, like, make some effort yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I did. I just literally act like he didn't say that. For That's like asking to marry her on the text. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Can't really, do that, right? Literally, he did. So, uh, Finally, it's the third time I guess he had since left the call to say yeah, yeah. I really mean that. <laughs> and so we, we got married and um, and the Air Force brought us to this area. And I uh, was the typical little really inexperienced young wife because I'm like 17, he's 18. And at that time, so we were both up. young. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, um, for the first year, kind of worked in a little area and tried to make life happen. So I'm looking at him and my twin sister, and I'm going, I'm smarter than them. And I'm frying chicken. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I'm frying chicken, and I'm coming home smelling like chicken. 
I can do what they do. And so a year later, I was doing what they did. Mm -hmm. And so we all were in the Air Force and doing, you know, really doing good things. It was a good experience. And um, What did you do in the Air Force? I was an administrative technician. So, and it was what I wanted to do, like for the Air Force, like office work and got a lot of good skills. But my whole thing was, we need to go to school. And we came from, both of us came from really large families, very poor families in Louisiana. So there's no way, you know, when you get to the 12th grade, the parents go, what are you gonna do? I mean, that's it. Oh, my dad was serious too. Yeah. At 15, they had set me up to learn how to lay brick. It was like, right. and so I had- basically had a trade. That's it. They school. sent yeah. me to my uncle's house at 15 uh -huh. years old. And I get up there and my uncle's like, well, the rent's $50 a week. Right. Whoa. I said, what? <laughs> he said, you got two options here. You can go work with, well, there's three. He said, you can go work with this carpenter, these brick masons, or I can get you a job down there at the Burger King. And you're 15? 15 years old. I went with a brick mason. I thought, well, man, that made me strong. It, I feel like when I was first doing it, I was carrying like one brick at a time. Right. But, <laughs> but you're right. Like when you don't have options right. and you see that. Right. And so you all went to school while you were in the military. Yes, after in, in the military and after, and that's how I uh, wound up with a teaching degree. You know, wanted to. I always wanted to be a teacher, and he was so supportive, of course. Uh, so uh, I went to a public school to teach second grade. And when, when you were done? Yeah, when I was done, and my heart desire was to work with young young children. Thus, I have a school now. So the Air Force called and said, "Hey, we got a job." for director of a preschool. And I left public school teaching to go do that because that was the, my first desire. So we did the military time and then we both worked for the government for forever and a day, 40 years. How much, how, <laughs> how much, how long were you in? Uh, both of us served four years and then I was active a couple of years, but we stayed as regular civil servants for the next 30 So you years. did GS too? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what it was, uh That's how we retired. Once we separated and I separated from the military because she came in two years after I did. Mm -hmm. So and after uh I separated then uh, I was going to school trying to complete my degree and she was at the same time trying to do the same thing too. And uh so when uh when I separated, uh got out so I going to school and I realized and she was still in the military at the time and uh I was really we bought the first house at twenty two and I told her, I said, Well, you know, Y'all bought a house at 22 years old. Mm -hmm. At 22. Well, we had a family. Yeah, we had a family, so we had to have so much. So. Well, that doesn't, I mean, it's still a big deal. Like, they yeah. just bought our house. I'm like, yeah, 38 yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> so we bought the first house. God was gracious to us. He was, he really? was. Now, we, we give him thanks for everything that we do. And I looked, I said, you know, Sarah, this is not going to, this is not enough. Even though it was, you know, using the benefits and everything to go to school, and it was paying, that just, just wasn't enough to take care of family, I thought. Yeah. And uh, and she and she tried to convince me that it was just go ahead and finish school and then you know we got you know we we can take care of what we had you know I said no I wasn't raised that way <laughs> you know I have to get out and find a job I have to work same right 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 I wasn't raised like that so uh, I went to the base I filled out the application put in and God bless us again and within six months I'd get out of the military in September that same year I said, a lot of things happened in September. Yeah. Uh, in September, <laughs> then I started working civil service, and we just retired four years ago. Uh, going on so about the same time we all met, right? Uh -huh. Matter of fact, when we moved we here, we had just come from Okinawa. 
We're retiring on Okinawa from See, civil service. You Both said Okinawa. I remember it. I thought yeah. you were in the Air Force the whole time. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. We were that. overseas civilians. Yeah. We never did go overseas in, in, in the military. military. Matter of fact, I went TDY once in the military, and I didn't make it to my, the place uh, that I need to be at because I was going from here, civil flag, from here to uh, Tyndall. And what we call a blue goose at that time, it broke down halfway. That's that big plane? No, 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 no. It's a bus. It's a school oh. bus. We call it a blue goose. <laughs> and uh, and we got on we got on the island. One of them old yes, things. we got we got on the island and got to the island and then the bus broke down. And we thought they were gonna send another bus and just we just go on the tender, you know, do our week or seven days what we have to do in the tents and jump. They brought us back to the base and that was get it. That. And I never did get that. So we didn't we didn't get that part of it at all. Only after we separated and we got the civil service that we did all the traveling that we did. So we did three tours in yeah. in the Orient and in Asia, and we were civilians with military background. See, like, so the, uh, I want to say that church interview on Saturday, it was that Saturday we were Ray Wagers? I think so. He was watching just a minute ago. See, he was, uh, so I, I was with him in Fort Knox, but then he was stationed on his way out in Japan, and he's, he's a huge fisher guy. He owns this, like, Ray Wage Fishers, y'all. Y'all heard, y'all know the interview? He, wage Rage. Rage Wage. He, he was real serious about anybody in Bet Church wants to go fishing. He lives in Biloxi. Uh, okay. Come pay half gas. He's got a place for y'all to stay. <laughs> like, he's, yep. he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. He likes taking people fishing. Uh, he fishes every day. But he, he went to Japan. He was telling me about all the stuff in Japan. Like, oh, they would go fishing. And he was giving, like, he would go catch fish and he'd bring them back and give it to people because some of them don't have nothing. Right. And and they would eat that fish. And, like, and he, you know, he's huge into fishing. Right. Like, he sent us home with a bunch of fish and. But uh, he loved it. He said, he said Japan was like the coolest place to yeah, It is to us, it was. Yeah. Well, you can see pretty much everything, in the, you know, kind of like got the Orient His Orient whole house here. was like that, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't, well, I thought for sure that, like, you'd done all that time and we're just stationed no, over there. But no, I, was it cool? Be. Like, did, could you do whatever you wanted to? Well, you might as well have been in uniform because you, you know, you got to conform. We were really, we right. were higher level civilian employees, so you have to carry the torch just like the officers, really. Mm-hmm. So the life was almost the same, except we weren't in uniform, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Well, and you'd been in uniform too, so you would right, know. So oh yeah, right, that's right. why yeah, I say so that. Knew. But we did a lot of supporting military families. I mean, in all kinds of ways, even. Even uh, our our two of our tours were in Misawa, or northern Japan, was really isolated and cold and difficult for families. So we were we were instrumental in helping to to build a church in Japan, which we was told we were told that that's impossible. You can't build on foreign land. But I have to say that we it was a small church started out in a small storefront place, just like most churches do. And we grew and grew and grew, and it was just too many people, too tight, too much. And so the pastor sent out scouts to look for a place we can be. And the Japanese builders said to us, we could build a house, and uh, a church for you. And they said, uh, if your God says so. Well, that's all we needed to do. <laughs> they said to us, if your God says mm-hmm. so. 
And so a wow. year later, we're in this church that's still standing called Greater Love in the South of Japan. God is still there. Still there right now. Yes, right now, years later, doing so. well. So, 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 vet church is virtual, you know, and there's no, um, no new offering plate. It was designed yeah. really around the fact that I had a real hard time going back to church. Right. You know, I was living, we're up here in Crestview, mm-hmm. and it's like there's 60 something churches, and I would sit in church, and, and people from the pulpit a couple of times asked me questions like, well, did I tense that Greek word right now? And, and you all remember, I was all medicated up, and I did not take that real well. And um, and finally, one of Little Methodist Church down here sitting in the back when I could, because mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what happened, but I felt like I just you know I, I never felt like I lost my faith in Christ. Right. You know, I never felt like I wasn't a Christian, but I did feel a lot of anger. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a vulgar guy. I get angry quick. I do have post traumatic stress, so mm-hmm. I do tend to isolate mm-hmm. and and just you know. Sitting at the house was bad enough, but then right. all the pills on top of it, things weren't going easy. And um, it's just, they said, kept saying, well, do something virtual. And I want, you know, and coming back now, my head's clear. Mm-hmm. This is all great, but I think that community, like life, and, and I don't know how to answer it for everybody. Right. But I think the, the real flesh and blood community, you know, mm-hmm. is really, really important. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, cause, cause you're seeing that over there, yeah. and I remember when we came out lived in Germany for two years, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of small groups that started mm-hmm. up that would, you know, cause uh, you know there's some expatriates over there too, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ex- expats is that what they call yeah. them? You know, when people mm-hmm. just decide stay, I'm gonna right. stay. And yeah. So they've stayed, and they but but they want a little bit of community. Yeah. yeah. Can you talk about that a little? Cause y'all have built and yeah. then you know ground up built. And- so you can speak to it. Yeah. Well, I get so excited yeah, still about Greater Love. It, 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 that's the wonderful thing about it. The church name was Greater Love. The church that we're members of now and have been since we moved to Fort Walton Beach is called Greatest Peace. Yeah. And Fort Walton Beach. Love so we travel right. Yeah. So we travel forty miles to go to the church, but that's that's our family. We know them, you know, and just as we did in Japan. And when we got there in Japan, or we were going to the chapel, for, you know, for for a while. And then uh, after, this is our second tour that we came on with, uh, with uh, Greater Love. And we met the pastor, the pastor that's there now, uh, Sean Smith, Bishop Sean Smith. And so while we were there, he came and he asked us, you know, will we, will we uh, come and help him? You know, and we said, uh, we liked him. He's from Louisiana, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> What's not Yeah, yeah, right, right. And y'all like pasta? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring y'all some dad sauce. Oh, they some. The whole honky tonk uh, music series. Yeah, yeah, I'm bringing y'all some that song. Go ahead, keep and going. So, and so, what we did was we, uh, after we, we, we joined the church and uh, we were in a little storefront building, like Sarah said, we were there. And so, church is just like, just just grew. I mean, just like within a year, just just exploded. Point where we needed another church. And, uh, uh, well, a larger church, but someone to be able to, you know, to get together. Right. And so, finally, the pastor said, okay, uh, God spoke to him, we're going to move. And uh, we went out at service there. We, as a deacon, we went searching and found uh, a place and found a building. The building said exactly what she said because I went, I asked him a question. I can't remember exactly what it was, and that was his response back to me, whatever your God say. And we just looked at each other, pastor and other deacon. We just kind of looked at each other. Yeah, like, like, what? Okay, well, he said so We went out and, and, and found a spot where we wanted to, 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 to have the church built. This builder, he built a church. 
And he turned around and he gave us a contract that we had to sign. The contract wasn't the pastor signed, he went to the pastor signed, so the pastor signed the contract. Now, the, the contract was double spaced and it was only like a page and a half, maybe two. Two and a half pages. Two and a half pages. That none, none of this 40, for, 40 pages. Not, not, not for at least what we would probably have even deemed then, $200,000 church. Easy. Two and a half pages. And that was it. They were building the next week. And, and they gave the land too. Because you can't buy land over in Japan. What you do, you lease it. You buy the building that's on the land. Right. You never buy the land. Yeah, because they're, we're, we're right. guests. Well, even them. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's interesting. You can't buy that, yeah. and so unless it, it was passed down through uh, family, that's the way they have it. You know, where anybody want to get its land, but so, it, you know, but you can lease it. Tidbit know? for Japan, which is the key, I think, to how it should be worldwide. We buy this house, right? We live here, yeah. whatever it costs, and we appreciate and we expect it to grow in value. Well, the minute they get through building a building on a piece of land, it starts to depreciate. It does. Right. So it's but done, that's they rebuilt, refreshed, renewed mm -hmm. like we should. I like that. I kind of like that. So, I really yeah, like it. So I that's really what it is. Like that's what it is. But it, it was a good thing. And then after we, we did the church and everything, and we had already grew into an extended family. And, and, uh, and that family still exists today for the simple reason because uh, we have a reunion that's done every... Uh, it's every we try to get it every every, two, every other year, but I think it's every every year still, and uh, and he does it in different 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 uh, states in the country. And also, the state, for the folks that were there, that was that great look, and it grows yeah. at the church group. Yeah. It grew with the members. So as those members come and go, you know, they never not connected. They always connected with great love. Pretty through much that a lot community. like a, a lot like that church. Mm -hmm. Everybody is still on the web connected. Right. Whoever comes yeah. through, mm -hmm. so it's a so phenomenal. So we still have reunions, and and we have matter of fact, they have one in San Antonio, uh, this that August, I believe. Isn't it? No, it's July. It's uh, July. June, end of June. They're having a uh, we're having one there then. So, and which the pastor come back every year for, and then all the members from two thousand and uh, what nineteen two thousand and nineteen years, twenty years now. Yeah, twenty this years year. from twenty years ago, on, you know. They want to go go to that. Yeah. So we're extended family. So that family was like that throughout Japan. We would have dinners at each other's houses. But I think we have yeah. other things. So just like a family. Let's go ahead. I, I just would say for community connections, there was I'm the flight chief at one installation and program directors at other Monroe's in housing. So everybody knows us in those roles, and we tried to support and nurture them. That was the important part. And we were older, of course, mm -hmm. you know, so they, they saw us and uh, asked them, they will know. Mm -hmm. So we did a lot, of, a lot of Christian counseling, and I, I appreciate that most of all that God allowed us to, to be in that venue to do well, that. And it's, it's, you know, it's different in the military community. Yeah, like, right. I'm always, like, the old guy, and it's really, like, I'm only, like, 10 years older. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. but when you, it's just that way, like, yeah, when I was in chapel, yeah. when it's I was enlisted, even, I was still a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, but we embraced that. That was, I mean, that was a positive thing. Well, okay, so y'all talked about community, and I, I think, I think because the divorce rate is so high in the yeah. military, and right now there's, you know, there's spouses yeah. who were married, and folks came home post traumatic stress, and legs gone, and and sometimes people said, I just can't deal with that anymore, yeah. and they've walked out the door, or well, sometimes it was an abusive situation where they right. had to leave. Right. If they could get away alive, if they could, and, 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 and so that stuff's going on, 
And we're talking about family and community. You mentioned meals. We mentioned connectivity. You've been married 44 years. What makes a family? You use that word a lot. What What makes it? Talk to me about family. You guys know a lot about it. I, for me, and I think my real support, what I, what I know we do. One of the first things, when, when I counsel women, Christian groups, in whatever way, we're talking about how to hold it all together. The first thing I tell people is that I never forget that he, God has allowed him to be a guest in my life. You more like that. To guest. So guests don't have to stay. You know what I mean? That's right. And what do we do? We have guests. You always present your best. And you offer your best. And Some you of those guests bed aren't the best. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, though. No, it's, it's absolutely true. Of, so, you know, even to this day, we I don't think we ever take each other for granted. Mm -hmm. Because we've been married 44 years. Because you're a guest in each other's lives. Yeah, right. so so I still get text messages from him and me from me and love letters and, and all the stuff that makes us feel better about what it is we're going through. Whether it's a phone call or a text or, you know, I'm a writer, so I'll write it a bit and I always love writing. But I think that that seals it because um, when you're going through those difficult times, you, I think you remember doesn't have to stay. She doesn't really have to stay. It's true. She's a guest. And so let me try to approach that. That's one yeah. one of the things that we've done. But you know, uh, and, and, and that's just what I think about it too. And we both kind of think the same way. That's the scary part. But <laughs> 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 yeah, so long, you know, you kind of like, she'd be finishing my sentences sometimes just like that. But, uh, you know, uh, what makes a family to me is, is, is seeing a family. And when I say that, I'm talking about my family and her family. We come, both come from a two-parent household, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, both of our dads were, uh, her dad was a deacon, a leader in the community. And, uh, and so, and my dad was a deacon in the church and radio DJ in his younger days, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and he was a very strong man, and so was her dad. And so that, that family, you know, it, 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 it created uh, that cohesiveness. You know, we saw that in action all the time. You didn't run from your problems. You know, because I know and I've seen, you know, my mom, dad would argue time just like so you would. learned how to right. Argue. How to, you learned how to fight. You right. learned how right. to even today, uh, I tell people I, and it's the truth, I have not argued with her. Of course she's smarter than me, she knows not to not just but she uh <laughs> but we, we never argue. And I say that for this reason because what we do is I would let her speak and say everything she needs to say to me, no matter what it is. You know, I speak and I listen and I listen to what she says. And then she, she allows me to respond, you know, and then I respond in, in like manner, you know. But we always try to keep that respect for each other. And I, I learned, we both learned that, I think, through, our, through the growth in our families to see our family and, and the way they grow. And we know that even with our siblings, most of them have been married to the same person, you know, just as long. You know what I'm saying? So that's something, it, it just, it was in us so to see that growth. Right, right. It was, it was in that family mode. But it was always, never run from your problems. So we didn't, yeah. we... We really didn't grow up with divorce as an option right. in our communities. There were large families everywhere, and people. Yeah, we saw disagreements and fusses, mm -hmm. and but we, the whole divorce or single parent thing. So was what not do you tell people? Popular. What do y'all tell people now? Yeah, our, our own children. Um, I tell them what the Word of God says, and I try to tell them in a way that they understand that Christ is. Uh, 
the head of every situation that we're in. And I don't advocate that people uh, go through life in bondage or pain or suffering or any of that because it's real simple to me is what Corinthians says about love is what it is. Other stuff that's the opposite of that is not love. So why are you confused? <laughs> why, where does confusion come in? You don't need rocket scientist information to see that. So if it's not love, then that's not of God. So it's something else. So in a practical, in a, in a real, like, now I don't know if practical is the right word, in a yeah. real bare bones way, to, so I didn't, I, I, my mom and dad fought. You know, and it wasn't until later when I got counseling that they mm -hmm. he started getting things right. But you never go back and undo stuff. Right. You know, right. my mom was he did he got things right before mm -hmm. cancer kicked in. But okay. then when that came, mom was going through the cancer stuff. You know, it was too late right. to do a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And right. uh, and and dad says, well, that's not all important. But my dad says he's changed a lot, right? right? So that's real important. But the thing that I I saw that and I wanted to be married mm -hmm. to Kate. Mm -hmm. I really want to have a good relationship, but I didn't know what to do. And so there's a couple down in Niceville that for how many years? Like 10 years, we would have, well, whenever we were there, it wasn't mm -hmm. 10 years, because then we got in this military thing, started traveling. But we would go have dinner with them once a week. And it was nothing more than us sitting across the table for them. It wasn't like, we're here to get counseling. Right. We were, I just needed to see. Like, how did they deal with what was going on in their life, you know? Like, and so we, we ate dinner together. Mm -hmm. That would be a good interview, too, mm -hmm. to talk yeah. with them. But so in a, in a practical way like that, now, practical is not the right word. Mm -hmm. in a, um, like something somebody else out here could do. Mm -hmm. If they didn't have it, like, what would you tell them? Like, how, how you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. what would you say? Like, well, have you considered this or that? What, what, what little things would you tell them to consider thinking about a family in crisis in that way I mean, how would how would how would we say something to help them you know it and I always start with for me it's got to be Christ centered and I'm, I'm not trying to throw out well, no tell me about that that's what we, I mean we, this yeah. is bad church I mean like that there's it's you know it's um yeah it's about the sacredness of our stories sure. and in I haven't encountered an issue in the marriage or outside of it for that matter where if I, ha I haven't been able to what, settle it. You say Christ. Centered. What do you mean by Christ? That, that's important. Because okay. there's I'm, people that are not Christians yeah. in that church. Okay, I'm talking Why about number? the principles that he left for us. How to live peaceably with one another. How, Give how me some to, examples. How, how to be able to forgive. Really forgive. It's a big one. It's a really big one. And and what that really, really means in going forward. Because I know it's a really big one. And I know most people struggle with that. And they can't realize that you can't do it on your own anyway. But if you do it the way that Christ asked us to do it, you're the one that's delivered. Not Talk to me Christ. about that. What, what, what? Give us an example. Okay. I guess I would probably talk about abuse first of all because the, that's so prevalent in this. There's a lot of abuse going on. There's a lot of abuse. How, how am I as a, a, a husband or a wife, I'll say it that way, that suffered that? How did you get back to building a relationship where you could go forward once you've suffered through that? Well, Is it even possible? Well, I'm saying to me it's not possible without Christ. You, you can probably get down the road a, a good ways 
with of your own accord and under your own strength. But that's what falls apart. I've always felt that that it's important sometimes to recognize that all grace cost. Mm. Yes. Like Christ on a cross, mm -hmm. you know, people say like Christ is up there for our sins. Yeah. But that cost him his life. Yes. And then the idea that like some people go through abuse mm -hmm. and they're abused by people that are supposed to, to love yeah. them, to yeah. care for them. And at some point, in order to forgive, we have to look at some people and say, I forgive you, although they're not asking for it. And it's not cheap grace in the sense that yeah. we're not just saying you're okay. We're saying for myself, I'm going to yeah. move on with my life. Yeah. I'm going to forgive you, even though you haven't asked for it. Right. And the people that do ask for it, it's a little easier to forgive them. Yeah. But even in the forgiving, at any either of those conditions, it's not deserved. No. It's, it's, it's just given. That's what forgiveness is about. We don't yeah. earn forgiveness. Right. It's, it's like, yeah. and that, I think that's what you're hinting at when yeah. you say Christ helps you to forgive. Right. Equips, because we can't do it on our own. We do something fake, I think, without him. And then I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt if one we're talking about forgiveness allows me to be able to see the, the, the truth in the situation which maybe God is saying stay here and stick it out or leave you know he'll reveal that and sometimes it's leave it is sometimes yeah. because you know I, yeah. when I was watching my mom and dad originally mm -hmm. probably the reason I became a chaplain mm -hmm. was because I was I, I kept reading the bible so we grew up Baptist, you know, like mm -hmm. women yeah, wear skirts. We yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, they were the. Ex I don't know. I don't know if you know you can wear pants, but my mom would never wear pants, right. and she, she was that. They hardly. Well, well you know, and it was we guys weren't supposed to wear shorts. No, well, it was like tough, and um, yeah, you know, I mean, it wasn't head coverings, but it was real close. Right, and and so I was trying to like I I studied this book, and I had a relationship with God. I would pray okay. on a daily basis, and I believed that I could hear if I listened. If I took time out of my life, and I read the Bible, and I sat somewhere, and I shut my mouth, and I didn't watch TV, and I didn't listen, mm -hmm. and I could, it's like I could hear God when I prayed. Mm -hmm. And um, somewhere in there, I started reading, because I was going to convince my mom that it was okay to get a divorce. Mm -hmm. She never bought it. Mm -hmm. but <laughs> and, it, and it's weird the way everything worked out in the long mm -hmm. run. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm glad that because yeah. my dad it took him forever Seems like. mm -hmm. and and well and you know and now he's like he does stuff with CR with the with, right. uh, Celebrate Recovery with folks with addictions right. and um, goes to Faith Independent Baptist Center in Niceville it's a pretty strict church you know okay. and uh, and I said to dad I was like why are you doing that why are you go to the addiction things he, mm -hmm. I don't even think my dad's ever drank I, bit of beer or anything you know mm -hmm. I mean I do but I, I don't think he did right. and um and dad said well he said the way I treated your mom was like I was an addiction you know I was I was angry a lot I fought um and I didn't enjoy you know like y'all originally said y'all are best friends mm -hmm. or Monroe you might have said that yeah. yeah what does that mean that means a lot to me that I have a best friend that lives with me like that and I can talk with her, you know, and have that 
that that outlet that I can that I can that I can have, and I know I I can trust what I say to her. It's going to be heard, and it's going to have uh, the right opinions and stuff that will come back. Even if it didn't, I know it's done in love, you know. And I know I I got that, you know, for being my best friend. Like even though she's my wife and I'm her husband, you know, I, I can share in that. I can share things with her, and I can know that it's going to be kept. And I'm gonna get an honest opinion. I'm gonna get an honest review about it. Whatever it might be. You know, I know it's going to be coming from my heart because she loved me. And so I know that would be, it would be true. And I could handle that, you know, and do that. Yeah. And then I don't think, uh, uh, yes, she has said something. It'll come back to me later. It comes and goes, but it, it'll come back. It's, but, it's, it's there. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it back. We're getting old. Back. Yeah. And so, but I, I have not found anyone else that I would want to, to spend my time with like that. Even when I was going through military and, and even after we got married, cause she was still living in uh, Monroe, going to college and I was here, you know, and the guys would come, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go here, let's go this and do that, do that. Then everybody set me up with somebody, I said, no. I said, what's wrong with you? Your wife is over there. I said, yeah, but that's my wife. And I was 19. I said, no, I, I, that's not me and I'm not gonna do it, you know. Kate and I have a, a good rule there. Yeah. yeah. You don't do any of that other stuff <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. with anybody else. That's Rule right. number one. Exactly. Oh, that's, yeah. that's it. And that's what we believe. And I think I, for me, it was just out of love because I loved her. And, and that integrity and that, and that, and that, and that sense come from, from a thing that happened with, with my mom and dad. Because you saw it. Well, I saw that in them, but it's something that he did that made me do that and, and always cherish, honest, and you know, just, just cherish who God is blessing God has given me with and protect it as well because that's what God gave me was her. And so that I believe. And so I protect her, I love her, I cherish her just in that sense. And But the story is with my dad, one day I came home from school and, uh, and I was walking to the house. We were out playing with some of my friends and I went into the house and I come back out and I look down the street and I see my dad. And he's walking up the street with somebody that's not my mama, you know. And uh, so, you know, just walking. So that didn't, pay, that didn't do me too bad, but I'm kind of like, uh. And then uh, it got a little closer and he kissed her. So me being 13 or 10 at the time, I think, I ran in the house. I got my mom. And I said, Mom, come here. I said, look. And he was, they were still there, you know, coming this way. And my mom looked and uh you would never ever, you can't re imagine the type of hurt that I felt for her to see her see that, even at that age. And I said, and I looked at mom, I said, uh, are you gonna do anything? You know, I, I want her to go down there and punch somebody or do something. My mom looked at me and she said, she said, son, there's just something you just can't do nothing about. And God has to take control. She grabbed me by the hand, she walked me back in the house. She never said anything else to me but those words. But I felt the hurt that she met, but I felt her hurt. Deep. Deep, deep. Yeah. To the point to this day, it still affects me. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. But it made me love her and, and cherish her that way. That I would never want her to feel like that. Yeah. The way my mom felt. And uh, but I never the hell up hold that against my dad or nothing. You know, I still love him. Still, yeah, I still love him, and he still taught me the things that I need to know about life. Even though he died when I was fourteen, you know, 
But he still taught me enough. I saw enough and saw the good things that he did that it overshadowed that one thing. You know, but it took a while. You know, being a young man at that time, a young kid at that time, you know, it's hard to kind of forget those things, you know. But it made, it, it did a good in my life. So, you well, know, you, God it, turned that bad into a good. I think there's something in there with yeah. this guy named Joseph when he says, yeah. you all stuck me in the pit. Yeah. But God made it for good. Right, 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 right. That the nation would be saved. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I almost cried because I ain't cried in 50 some years. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Right well, church. Yeah. <laughs> I did not mean to do that to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you asked the question. I want to be honest when I, when I, when I well, tell you as to why I, I love her so much like that. And that love is still here today. I love coming home. I love coming home hearing her voice. I, I, I probably I call y'all her. out in the yard and stuff yeah, together, right. doing stuff together. I must call her six times a day sometimes. Yeah, and mainly just in here. <laughs> <laughs> I know she get tired. Stop it, stop it. So, and I just, you know, and I call her and we're, we're talking stuff. And it's only for a few seconds, a few minutes. But I feel better and I, and I hang up. Especially when I'm angry about something, that's the first person I would call. You know, it would be her. So it's. That, that, that's, that's the reason why it is, and that's why we're so big mutual. on family. You know. One thing with me, where I guess it's too, um, because I'm, I think it's just part of my calling, what God has called me to do. And, let's let's talk about that a little bit, too. Okay. Uh, my first calling, above all that I've ever done, the military, government, and all that, is teaching His Word. So. So I teach Sunday school, and people, when I was even in the military, go, what are you going to do when you retire? I'm going to teach Sunday school. I mean, I just, it was, a, it's my passion. But really, I teach more than Sunday school. But for our friendship, our relationship, um, I'm able to really always tell him the truth, even when it's really hard. And sometimes it is painful because, I don't want him to be hurt, but I've got to tell him what the word says as best I understand it. Uh, and we were talking this week about in Sunday school, I declared to the congregation, it's, it's impossible for people to use me. You know how people say, oh, you know, they're just using you, and that's the world's way when you, when you try to do good without hesitation. So I was trying to teach the principle that because I'm doing it by the power of Christ, that I, I cannot be misused or abused. And he, uh, in my defense, because he's the person who's over the household and over me, is he's concerned about, though, and I can understand it from that perspective, the, the male perspective as a provider, protector, and cover. So he bought me a scripture today, did he buy me yeah. a scripture? <laughs> because he's, a, he's always trying to shift sometimes what I know I'm receiving because he doesn't want me to be hurt. So he brought me the scripture that talked about um, prayer in dealing with evil people, how you have to pray. And so he was, uh, in essence, saying you can you can be used and abused by people, but you have to pray. And I said, without a doubt, obviously, godly wisdom, without without a doubt. But that supersedes whatever I do. So I didn't. I didn't vocalize that. Well, it's hard to but, pray for those who spiteful. Well, yes, despitefully. I know that. that. I know. I mean, it's, ooh, it's hard. Yeah, man. I never said it was easy, but I do know that despite that occurring, God will still get the glory, just like Joseph said. And that, for me, is easy. And I know it's not for a lot. And y'all have the, people. and you're, it's, this is a journey together. Oh, mm. gosh, yes. Oh, yeah. 
It wow. is, it is, and I'm so thankful for 44 years. I know people go, wow, that's a really long time, but it is because early on when we had the kids and we had three, one day it just, it just had to be the Holy Spirit. I started this prayer of saying, God, I don't want somebody else to raise these three children. And I asked him to let me stay here until I see them become adults because I didn't want somebody else to raise them, you see. And now we have grandchildren and even a great-grandson. I'm thinking, that God of ours is really good. <laughs> so he's already, already at this point, he's given me beyond what I asked for. Yeah. So every day I wake up going, how can I ask for more? And why would I? Without trying to be more worthy of what I already yeah. received. Well, um, you know, it's like my whole idea about yeah. we're not building the castle we're building the kingdom yes. mm -hmm. and, and all real wealth is never it's never this idea that I have and you don't right. it's that I have to give and promote exactly and, and everything else is not well it's, yeah. it's prideful right it's just like the, well it's true you know. what you're saying is absolutely true and so we we uh I you think know, we share that we do you know, when you said that this house and, and it's something to share and this is what this house basically been you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a semi loner. What she might say sometime about, so she well, always <laughs> she always engaged me. So our whole life, the house has always been full of people, or somebody's always here at, at any given time. Some more but, are coming, but I, you got yeah. And so this that was the reason behind getting the, getting this house, so we can have all the bedrooms. We can, we can and and a lot of people have stayed with us, family members, mm -hmm. friends, even people directly off the street that's coming here that we've helped, you know, and stayed here. That's and awesome. uh, so, that's but awesome. but the thing is, uh, we had a uh, there was a choir, uh, the Ugandan's Children Choir. What that? What, what, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the Ugandan Children's Children Choir. You probably seen Advance sitting down the driveway one. This mm -hmm. is about a they couple of years ago. You see, yeah. Weekend. They stayed. I stayed a week, didn't they? It was like thirteen okay. of them. Yeah. I don't remember. But you don't remember? I, I don't can't just remember the day. But uh, oh, but it, it was one. Yeah. So they they stayed here with us, and and it was uh, that was a joy to to have them stay here with us, and 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 we've been you know much when they got here and, and they started, and we could not treat them. Like they were in the United States because they had to go back to Uganda, and most of them was from the streets in Uganda. And 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 if you do that, if you give them things and you give them stuff, you you're actually putting their lives in danger because they yeah. would take it out there, and somebody would take it, and you know, basically kill them. It's, it's it. like my one of one of the chaplains, one of my best friends, yeah. is from Haiti. Mm -hmm. And I, when everything happened in so, Haiti, I said, right. "Let's go down and do something." He said, "You can't do that." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "He said, well." There's all these groups that go down there, and they do a few things. Right. And when they leave, the people with the guns come in and take it. Oh, yes. look. And that's yeah. what's happening. And that's the same thing right. you're saying. But they were here, and, and, and they spread so much joy with our church and several other churches that they, that they did things with. But by us giving to them the way we did, you know, and showing them that love and that kind of love, they ended up calling us uncle and auntie. Uncle and auntie the mm -hmm. whole time. So they could not watch TV couldn't play any music unless, you know, it was the music that they were practicing to, to, to do their uh, performance with, you know, and then whatever money they raised went back to the orphanage, back to where, where they were. And they stayed here a week, and then they moved on. They stayed in the United States a year. Then another crew would come through and do the same thing every year. 
And so they were here for that week. And just to know that we we able to game and share with them, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm about to head on for you myself. (laughs) But but we did it. It was it was a good thing to be able to share that and share our home with them. And then by doing so, you know, it just it just opened up a lot of things to us and how people live. We have seen that anyway in the third world countries that we visit. We also went to Korea, you know, and and, and China and, and places like that, Hong Kong. You know, and it's just, you know, but Hong Kong is not a third world nation, of course, but other places in China. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Cape in China. It is, okay. Yeah, oh, so, okay. so some of it is. Yeah, but I just found that when you said, talking about sharing, you know, God has given us, and that's what we try to do in, in this household. That's what we both learned, coming from large family. And my mom was like that, too. She would share, you know, no matter who it was, whatever she got. You know, there wasn't much that we had, so... We had two beans, something. Somebody come in the house and want one, they get another bean. I remember you know? my buddy Adam, best man of my uh-huh. wedding. We were all four growing up, lived down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I lived in Bill Tasso, he lived in Choctaw Beach in town. And, and we got to playing as kids late at night. And his mom said, We don't have enough meal for you to eat. Okay. He took half the food on his plate and gave it to me. And we were like 12 years old. I remember yeah. that. Uh, okay. It was yesterday. You can't that. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. when you share that way yeah. with others, right. yeah. then it changes it everything. It does. And, and to, for me, it's it, it's insatiable. I can't, she can't. I can't fulfill that enough. So I obviously have a <laughs> So I've got to ask more and more of him. But God keeps nudging me and say, ask him. <laughs> because I have to. I can't. Can't ignore. Those well, that's how y'all learn that relationship yeah. too. Where you can talk. Yeah, right. yeah. You're right. not. Yeah, and, and, I, and I don't take it for granted because I do. You know, I respect that he is the kind of guy. He's he's pretty much happy by himself, and so he's in this room, and I try to leave him in this room. But I I'm totally the opposite. I can have a hundred people all the time and be ecstatic little introvert extrovert thing going yeah. on right. and that and you know mm-hmm. that means folks that introverts get their energy from yeah. being mm-hmm. some quiet time extroverts get their energy yeah. a lot of folks think that's something different it's not mm-hmm. it's that's right. an energy thing right. and um yeah but so so like shift just a little bit like not only are you a teacher yeah but you're running a school to help children before they hit regular school. We've got to, and I can I really can't explain this. We've got a brochure that I developed. Well, talk about it. You, you, we're okay. on that church, you know. <laughs> because I, there's moms out there that think that they're. I don't know what they think, but I think my mom. Mm-hmm. I used to hear her talk about it. Would mm-hmm. say, by the time I was two years old, I could quote forty scripture verses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like passages, you know. My mm-hmm. mom was like, "You got to learn this, and this." And and it comes back every once in a while. Like stuff hits me all the time, mm-hmm. and. Um, and it's interesting, you know, as I'm, I'm playing in bars and stuff, and like stuff comes to my mind that my mom taught me. Okay. And it's like, I mean, like, this doesn't, the setting doesn't even work. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm, I, it's almost like God is with me from, but sure. I'm talking like I was two years old and I could yeah. do that. Yeah, I agree. So, I believe that. So you're doing some of the same stuff. I am. Our, our little school is called Grace Academy. And like I said, it's 39 souls that are. That doesn't seem like a lot when you talk about big schools and abilities of large childcare centers, but it, it it's, it's, thir- it's thirty nine. So it's like the starfish story. It may not make a difference to you, 
but it'll make a difference in that one. And that's why we're doing that right there, that's right, right now. That's why we're doing this right here, yeah. because yeah. we don't know who's watching. Exactly. How many people have been looking at us? Yeah. A bunch. A lot. Kate's writing down. Yeah. Look at that oh. list. I mean, it, it does one or two. It's you're they're taking you're so taking little children. We're, they're actually from from six weeks old to five years, and the the goal is to it doesn't matter where they come from or who they are, but to to try to lift them up so that this thing we talk about being equal and fair for everybody is is really it starts at that level. And I was sharing with uh, people last week about early childhood training and what it, how important it is. You know, I told them this story, all, all people in early childhood knows this. If, if I hug you and love on you and, and kiss you today and tell you how wonderful you are, you're gonna receive that validation that you really are. Yeah. But if I'm having a bad day and tomorrow and I kick you and the dog and everything else, get out of here. And then the next day I go back to where I was, what, I, what I've created is something monstrous. Because that person can never trust or love. Because they don't know what to, to accept. So, so they reject everything. We, we have, we in our country right now. We're in, we're in the midst of that kind of thing, as we, as I see it with very young parents, because they're so stressed, they're so struggling, they're so trying to find it. So, whether it's a child that we just, you know, at the house we just don't have the right toys and the equipment, or. Uh, to engage their minds and help them, or whether it's, I can't even say how to go and open the door correctly because I don't have the language, proper language ability for whatever reason. And it runs the full gamut of what kids really need to do well when they become even just regular preschool kids and going into adolescence and, and pre-adolescence. Because they're learning. Because they're learning. That 80% of what they will learn in life, people, believe it or not, will happen by the time they're a two or three-year-old. That's really? staggering. You know, like, I, so yeah. I've read in my, I, I love family systems theories. Yeah. And so I studied that a lot. And um, one of the things yeah. they talked about was when a baby is born, you know, that baby comes out and they're all beautiful. And everybody's like, oh, it's so cute, they smile, oh! Mm -hmm. That's, and it's affirmation, affirmation, yes, right, yes, right, yes, right, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And by the time a kid yeah. hits like middle school, right. they're getting like, for every affirming thing, yes. they're getting like 30 no's yes. or 40 no, no's. And by the time they reach high school, right. it's in the hundreds. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so you're used to being like, no, you don't look this way, you don't talk that way, you can't go over there, you don't have enough money to be mm -hmm. with those kids, you're not from that family. No, 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 wrong, wrong, wrong. No wonder we're confused. No wonder. And, if, you know, we'll hit it when, when they get to be teenagers. But what you said is critical. Now I've already received all that negativity. But it, if we continue it, and but we've got to start where they're in that massive growth. So what are you doing? Tell me about this. Okay, what we're doing is first starting with true, authentic acceptance. Whatever, wherever they come from, if they're... If they're dirty, if they're sick, if you know, if they're nice kids, mean kids, whatever they are, you still gotta accept them wherever they are, and you start working with them from that point, and validating the things that are good. And 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 the Japanese have a wonderful way of of helping shape this. What they do in their culture that works, and I'm not advocating we become Japanese, but one thing they do with very young children is that. They just stay focused on that. We, we have a democracy where we want to vote. Is it right? Is it wrong? You didn't 
but what they do is if if children are misbehaving they go ahead with the group that's on task and and do whatever they need to do and eventually the one that's left out understands if i don't get with the norm i'm going to be left out hmm. and so they learn how to conform naturally not because it's forced upon them but this is for the good of the group so what we're saying about yeah. what we're talking about when we're talking about norm we're not talking right. about a child being normal one not being no, normal. No. we're talking about culturally like hey yeah. it's wrong to talk when somebody else is talking yeah mm -hmm. and it's wrong to hit and it's wrong to laugh at people who are different from us and and you know to reject people because we don't understand if their clothes are dirty, we're going to help them get cleaned up and get the clean clothes on and do it in a way that is respectful. And, lo and that's that and, love. That's yeah. that love of Christ that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, um, and a lot of them come from a single parent yeah. household, too. And then mainstream working parents, even military now, the income is just enough to be okay. But when you pile in with childcare costs, most of the time they're struggling trying to find another way to get that need met. And then forget about a date night. And forget about it, right. I it's mean, not going to happen. And so that's part of our initiative too, eventually to, to offer that to people. And so I have a scholarship uh, brochure, like I said, to help lift up one at a time. If you can only pay tuition for a week, so be it. We'll do a week. If you can pay it for a month, we'll do a month. But we're trying to help, and it doesn't matter who they are. They can come. We, we build scholarships in colleges that you gotta, your parents have, can't have X number of dollars or you gotta have 4.0. The scholarship program that I have says, my child needs to be here and here's why. There are six or seven questions so, you're in. So you're saying you've got yeah. yourself in this community and, and as a church, the church is over this, and, and you're running it. The church pre-sponsored the facilities, the building, all the services. So the church has a ministry with their building. They mm -hmm. do. And their building's not sitting empty all the right. No, mm -hmm. it's not. And because I did this work for 30 years with the government, it's only right that I do it for God, for where it's left. Mm -hmm. Try to train people how to do it, try to really show them. Well, and, and you're... you're you know, we talked about Give 60 churches in Crestview. You don't drop your wallet. Right. Well, when when a church does this kind of thing, this is the kind of community where people get to look across the table from each other mm -hmm. and say, hey, on a second, this means something to me. Right. I, I'm not worried about the list of do's and don'ts. Yeah. I'm worried about the fact that, like, this is where my friends are. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because they've cared for me. They've loved me. And we live in a society that says, love, oh, you better pony up some money. Yeah. We'll love you as long as you love us. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's not what the church was meant to be at no, all. It was supposed no, to be not, not, no. just, not just love your neighbor, but love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And, and that ne doesn't necessarily mean the person next door, it but it means the person that you're in contact mm -hmm. with, right? Absolutely. I mean, and I had, I guess about two years ago, it was a really good scripture. I don't even remember the, the one who delivered it. But he talked about what you mentioned earlier, the truck, you know, the, the true cost of real love. It's dirty. It's messy. It's all consuming. Oh, it's a mess. It's, it's exhausting. It's, it's everything that makes you want to run away. It's my life. But it's, it's, it's exactly what we have to be willing to accept if we say we love people. So I, I mean, my school, right now I hired a teacher who has three children who's homeless. 
So the first thing when they come, well, what, what does she need? First thing she needs is child care herself. A roof. And she needs to be out taking her to this place, that place. I mean, all week long I've been telling him, I got to find this person, place to live. This is crazy. This is crazy. So the mission is really, you know, it's set for the children, but it's beyond that. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, because every child's right. connected. Yeah. You know, it's like, as, so when I'm doing this, you know, adventures, my thought was originally I was going to help some vets out. I, no, my original thought was going to help me out, you know. Well, you know, I made that little wood burning thing, right, right. And, and I started doing some stuff. I lost some weight. Um, I got off all the medication. And then you start looking around, and um, then you realize that it can't, whatever you do that's good, it really can't just be about you. Exactly. It has to be about all your gifts mm-hmm. and who, you, what you've been gifted in doing. But you got to go where people are at. You know that's why I got to be on the road mm-hmm. because doing this right here, mm-hmm. this is church. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is what vet church is about. Mm-hmm. Where you hear the stories because there's people with the completely opposite stories. Yeah. and those stories are sacred too of because course. these are lives we're talking mm-hmm. about. And and to to blatantly say, well, all veterans are this way. Or all government service workers are this way. Or all people from Alabama are this way. Mm-hmm. Or all, hey, do you guys know the snarls out of Monroe? Yeah. The, the uh, Kelvin Snarl, I went to college with him. I think he's, he's from, from Monroe? Monroe. I thought he was from Monroe, right? I don't know. He, I gotta find him. If any of y'all know Kelvin Snarl, <laughs> his name was Shaq. But he was, he was, his dad was a uh, Methodist pastor. Okay. I think they were out of Monroe. Because he took me down, and they so lived. His name was Shat. Well, his, his real name was Kelvin, okay. but he had, he had dunked on Shaquille O'Neal one time. Oh, okay. and, you know, okay. and, and, you just earned yourself a name right there. So, okay. so we were roommates, and he said, uh, he said, he said, "What do you know about Louisiana cooking?" I was like, and he said, "I see nothing." So, like, so he, he took me down, and he said, he said, "We won't call my mama." I had an old truck, right? So he's like, will that truck run? I was like, yeah, it will run. Or Jackson. I mean, it wasn't running real well. But it was that blue one we had. We, I was able to sell it for $500. <laughs> Just to give you an idea how good that thing was. Had a bungee cord to hold the door shut. Because, you know. But, uh, you know. Y'all know that. <laughs> so we dropped down. He said, we're not going to call my mama. We'll just show up. He said, within 15 minutes. There'll be a five or six course meal sitting in front of us at the table. I was like, no way. She's like, he said, I have 12 brothers and sisters. <laughs> or no, he had 11. I think he was 12. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Shaq, if you ever see this, I don't remember. <laughs> but he, um, so we go down there and sure enough, man, his mama. I've never seen a shotgun house. Really? I, well, I didn't know that. Like, you that's how the big families right. live that way. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Like, when you talk about efficient, you just yeah. run right on through. <laughs> and so, uh, so we we get down there, and he's like, "That is the best cooking you ever made." Yes, this is soul food. Yeah. And I heard the term, but mm. I never eaten it. Oh, until then. Okay. And after that, it's just kind of like, yeah. But that's yeah. what it's supposed to taste like. Mm-hmm. That other stuff you're eating, it's oh, not it. Uh, but. Right. but like, but his mom, because of all the kids and all the grandkids, and Kevin was the youngest, right? Mm-hmm. So now there's like, you know, he's got, yeah. I guess, nephews that yeah. are like mm-hmm. children, you know, like yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. thing. Whole yeah, and so like, and while we were there, the people would just keep coming in and eating. Right. My mom would have food on the, th- on the thing for us. We're just like, 
It was kind of cool. That was like one of the coolest experiences. Yeah, shotgun houses. That's yeah. why my mom's a neighborhood mom. And she would do that. And then the whole football team, my older brothers, we all play sports. And my older brothers uh, was on the football team, high school football team. And they would come to our house on the weekend. And that'd be maybe eight, nine, ten guys would come over on the weekend on Saturday because she would cook this big pot of grits and the whole nine yards, you know, that you would have with Louisiana cook. And they would come there and eat just like they were at home. And then enjoy themselves. You know? I, I can't wait to give y'all some dad sauce. That's the root of why he's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the root of why he doesn't want people necessarily in his face. His mom just. <laughs> well, that might be it, man. Like, you get too many people in the house. Yeah. But I enjoyed that time, yeah, though. He was, the the guy baby. I he was the baby of Oh, so, yeah. Well, she didn't give me a lot of tears. I'm like, but you're like, Shaq, that's all. It was crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, when I went over there, he was like, he never. He didn't warn me that it's gonna be like that. Well, I didn't know. I mean, like when you show up in a place yeah. and people keep showing up, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, this is my third cousin." Right, yeah, right, 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 right. 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 That's the way it works. That's how we do. That's the way it works. <laughs> Even with our, when we have our reunions, you know, for the family, same way, same thing. You know, uh, when we talk about that, and when Sarah was talking about Grace Academy, look, you finish that though, oh, yeah. before I say anything. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell us more about it. More, more. It's just we, weird. Are we running over your time. Is? I don't know. What are we doing? How are we doing on time? We're, we're, like, we're, we're no, like, show me. It's Fed Church. Anyway, There's yeah, no yeah. sponsor. Nobody's giving us anything. So uh, like, we can yeah. just do whatever we want. <laughs> anyway, Grace Academy is off to a good start. This is our actual third week in operation. So we're still enrolling children. And I'm I'm just delighted that that people walk through the door and they say, I feel something. You're going to do this all year all round. Long, all year mm -hmm. long. And it's... It's Grace Academy in Fort Walton Beach. Yes. So, so if, if let's do a quick commercial for this. So if um anybody, we're on Facebook. We're on on Facebook. Grace Academy, Grace Academy on Facebook. Yeah. Fort Walton Beach. Support us. Uh, What's the name of the church? Do Greater Peace Greater Missionary Peace. Baptist Church is a church, but the school is mm. its own entity, and uh, we're making a difference. And we will continue to make a difference with with children and with people who who need that. But you, uh, and you hope. now, but and you see it holistically. Yes, mm -hmm. got to you be. have a, a teacher who's having a housing problem, yeah. and you're like, we're gonna take care of that. Right? Yeah. So yesterday, I'm like running all over around trying to find agencies to help her, because when I help her, I'm helping her three children that are in my program. Oh, and you're helping Cause, yourself. Cause they're, you're like, helping you know, they're like, right. they don't have electricity, they don't have hot water, they mm -hmm. don't have food, I gotta do and something. And that's family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. That's the essence of family, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, like, the, the we didn't really talk about helping each other yeah. out. Mm -hmm. The If you have a guest in your house, yeah. in your life, and the guest has a need, yeah. take yeah. care of the need right. first. Yes. Then. Then, then you can yeah. do whatever you right. want. But, exactly. but that's... I, Ooh, that just came out. That was, yeah, that was a pretty good like connection there. I mean, like, to, yeah. because you know, I think about like forty-four years of marriage. Oh yeah, and it's mean, still good. It is. Well, it, it, I mean, like, there's we have people on vet church ain't been together for forty-four months. Oh. Well, you know, forty-four weeks. I mean, mm. sometimes it's like, yeah. who, who, you know, like after people go through the third and fourth divorce. Yeah. And they're still looking. Right. Mm -hmm. Tells me that they want this. They want this kind yeah. of look. I mean, you know, I, I look at me and Kate and I think, 
if we hadn't sat with the martyrs and watched them. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I didn't have that, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know how to have a fight and not be mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to help my wife. Like, I mean, I. I, <laughs> I would come on if I didn't like something. I just could fix it. <laughs> and then, and then, like after about the second year of marriage, I would talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I realized that if the talking, yeah. you know, it wasn't just talking at her. Yeah. It was talking with her, and I didn't own. Oh, she wasn't my wife. Is like my glass of water. Mm-hmm. It was my wife, and that I had the privilege of being with this wonderful person. Yeah. Like I was yeah. lucky yeah. to have a to relationship yeah. where. It it wasn't. Um, it's good. It was it was, it was mutual, you know. And it's, yeah. I, I hear that with y'all. I hear this. Mm-hmm. Now you were gonna go somewhere. Yeah. Where were you going? You said, you said <laughs> I'm gonna say something. But we, we've been. Wait, talking. you know, I gave it over to her. Then when she's talking, I'm listening to what she's saying. I know, right? I got <laughs> yeah, right, right. So I'm That's the hard saying. part of these interviews. Yeah. I get so excited that I'm yeah. like. Yeah. Then I'm talking about. Then it come back though. It'll come back. We're 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 very grateful Mm -hmm. to God for the for the the three children and we have five grandchildren and and wonderful work still ahead of us to do for God. Monroe mentioned about his prayer at at the beginning uh, when we were just kids, calling ourselves belonging to each other. But I can clearly remember, um, and like I said, we grew up very poor. So in in my mom's house. And don't try to figure this out, folks, because it won't make sense. But it, it wasn't a shotgun house, but it was really tiny. So you you got ten kids, two parents, Eight and girls uh, and two boys. How did it all work? Well, it worked, but even in uh, That's a lot. it worked. So, but um, by the time Monroe and I were like teenagers, the older ones had began to leave. So you know, there's fewer children in the house, and I remember creating this 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 heart out of a poster board. And, and really was a prayer to God that I wrote on this thing, very similar to what he wrote or said, but I put it in writing because I'm a writer, I mean, I'm the ghost writer of the family and whatever, but I, I put that prayer on there about us at like at 14 or 15 years old, you know, in sincerity. And it came to fruition. Yeah, asking God to bless what I think what God answers together. prayer. Oh, oh I, I know, know for certain He does. He does. He does. He does. Yeah. And that's that will that's where I was going with prayer. We we're talking about, <laughs> and then she said something that made me think about it. Yeah. And I was thinking about family prayers, and we know we we still do that to this to this day. Uh, and we started this about what about twenty five years ago, or, or longer. We were living, we were in Shotmar at the time, so it may be longer. But uh, what we would do is uh, we would get up, and it started because I, one of my brothers was doing it with his son. They would pray every morning before he would leave. And I talked to her about it. She said, well, yeah, let's, let's do the same thing. And so 25, 30 years ago, we started praying. No matter what the situation, no matter how angry we were with each other, what was going on, we would still take the time to pray before we get in the cars and leave. And even if we sometimes in a rush and forget, I just I just text her sometimes to say amen, you know, or y'all say amen on the way out, or you know something like that. But we will pray. So you're always time. in a mindset of that God. you're going to focus on not just God, but the principles of God, yes. like you said. Okay. I, 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 I break that down because right. so when, you know, if it wasn't for a resurrection, mm-hmm. yes, if Christ doesn't rise off the cross from the right. grave. Mm-hmm. Then we we are crazy people, yes. you know. Like this is, and, it, and it's not scientific. Like 
there's science that says that if I place this on this object, it's going to stay there. This chair is going to hold up. There's no science about this. The heavens declare the glory, but just seeing the glory, it's not something we prove. It's it's faith. Yes. And, and and so we don't have to get in this big thing like I've got to defend God. Exactly. We can just be out. Yes. We've been like trying to defend God, you know? Oh, <laughs> no. I say, well, how can we do that? But, you know, we, we talk about that. But then with the prayer we have here at the home, and then uh, maybe several years ago, one of, one of my first cousins, and we grew up like family because my mom family was very close, you know, and uh, the sisters and brothers very close. And so we kind of all kind of like grew up, all the cousins stuff, grew up like one big family, you know what I mean? And that's our group of us. And we grew up together, but the, the one cousin, she decided she'd have a family prayer line. And she did this about several years ago. And then we got active with that, with that family prayer line. So it's every Monday at uh, 8 o'clock, 8.30. And we get on, and everybody kind of talk a little bit, you know, socialize. Your whole extended family? Extended family. Cousins. Because uh, you can, you can Skype, things. you can do all this stuff and stay connected. Right. But yeah. but yeah, but we do it on the phone. We can hear each other's voices, and we can talk to each other, tell us about the family, what's going on. There are some cousins I haven't even seen yet that in California. And we get right, and we just talk like we know each other forever. I mean, just back and forth. I'd never seen it before. Y'all hear that? Another incredible way (laughs) to use the technology. All of us are carrying around in our pockets Mm -hmm. every day. day. And so we do that at eight o'clock. And then with our church, we have a prayer and uh, prayer family. So we do that every uh, every morning at six o'clock. And she leads it. See, that's that's just awesome. Awesome. And And so, uh, but but you know, God is good, and we know. That's why God wants to interact with each other. You know, He put us here for a reason to help each other. You know, when we sick and what well, you know, hurting and, and hungry. If we don't do this, mm-hmm. God help us. Yeah, well, and are we, you know, I'm at church. I do. I told you I do communion, mm-hmm. and then I say the Lord's prayer, right. and I say a little thing before and afterwards right. about whatever God lays in my heart at the mm-hmm. moment. But when we break that bread, you think about it, we're broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. If we weren't broken, then we're not human. Mm-hmm. Because we're broken, yes. but we're still okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we can care for one another right. in our hurt, in our brokenness. And and that's the essence of real love, where you look at other people and you see value in them, you mm-hmm. see strength in them. And there's always going to be weakness. There's always going to be right, things right, right. that are kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a little off-putting. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day... We're all humans, and we got it. We got. We need each other in a big, big way. We need, right. we need love. We need compassion. Mm-hmm. So, thinking of all that, here we are, ventures. Mm. You're my first married couple, right. <laughs> and your ventures we too. Are, like, right, right, right. But what would you say to, if you're going to say anything to just really encourage and inspire anybody as we close this thing up? What would you say? Love, trust, and honesty. <laughs> If you combine all those three together and have God leading it, I think the direction that you're going to go in can only be good. Everything may be a little bit wavy along the way, but you'll know how to handle it if you love, trust, and have that honesty between the two of I think I, I would say look for the good wherever you go in people. And if you look for it, God will reveal it. Look for the good. All right, Bed Church. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, coming to see you do more of these interviews. I, mean, we're, we're, we, I think it's the only way we heal.
think this is the only hope for this nation is that we care for one another, we love one another. And uh, my little tagline question, think, use your brains. You don't have to agree with everything. Hopefully everything here makes you think and and question it and, and have fun. And then at the end of the day, take care of one another, love one another, be there for one another. All right, we'll talk to y'all later. Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.